How do you know this? That's what I do. I drink and I know things. Truth is, <laughs> I am Iron Man. Rose? Well, we're going, we don't need Rose. When people ask you what happened here, tell them the North remembers. And here we go. Welcome to Not Another Movie Pod. I'm Zach Williamson here with Lou Goose and today. This is going to be our first episode of The Boys. Sorry, y'all. We went on a little break. We're back. We're doing The Boys. We're going to talk some Matrix. No Ross today, so you know it might just be me and Luke fucking around for a little bit. But we'll get to The Boys eventually on here. Thanks, y'all, for your patience. Shout out to all our people on Patreon. We're going to start that up again here soon, probably next month in November. But yeah, we're back. Best chip of all time. Best chip of all time is Doritos. Classic nacho cheese Doritos. My guy, dude. Or the kettle chip. But these ones are also fire. Top three lock. I got two top three locks. Kettle chips, but also the... Flamin' Hots? Nah, I ain't about that. Not Flamin' Hot Cheetos? They're okay. Flamin' Hot Cheetos and chocolate milk? Flamin' Hot Cheetos and chocolate milk? I ain't never heard that shit in my life. You just made that up. (laughs) <laughs> I love eating those together. It's a really good combination. <laughs> no, never. Not, not my top three. My top three for sure, though. Classic nacho cheese Doritos. Kettle chips. The jalapeno ones? Or are they just the sea salt ones? No, no, or? no. They're, ch- they're like cheese, dude. Like cheddar or something. Oh, no. Don't Mm-mm. even. What, what's, the, what's the name of it? You know the name. You've tried it. I don't fuck with that. You don't fuck with that? Damn. Nah, dog. Then third, the honey barbecue Fritos, dude. Those little curly ass ones. Lock it in. Those three. Really? Fritos? Pretty fire. Dude, they're little twisty barbecue. Don't even buy. Nah, dog. Do you ever buy Fritos with the fucking Frito cheese sauce and do that? I don't buy Fritos, any other Fritos besides these, dude. Frito, low-key kind of trash otherwise. Barbecue ones. You don't buy the cheese sauce? I don't even know. I've never even heard of that. I'm sorry. I'm. You're an idiot. All right, go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's going to happen, though? Just fair warning for listeners. We're going to be talking to the boys, and I don't remember a random-ass chip that is just dank. I'm going to spout it out, so just be ready. Fair warning. Yeah, I heard that. Damn, I want a fucking white claw right now. All right, Zach, start her up. Start her up. So Hugo Weaving. Bro, fuck this guy for one, okay? I'm just going to go straight out and say it. This dude. You're talking about on Elrond? I'm talking bad on Elrond for a few reasons, all right? That is also one. It has to do directly with Elrond. But one, he said that he wanted to be in Matrix 4. He even read the script. He said, hey, man, there's some shit I don't like in this, but he still agreed to be in it. And he didn't drop a fucking play to go be in the Matrix. The Matrix is filming right now. There is no one doing plays right now. Play, bro. Talking about some Hamilton shit. Not even Hamilton, because Hamilton's that's the biggest one. That is peak plays. I'm talking about a play that I don't want to straight up disrespect him, but probably a hundred thousand. But disrespect him. Just disrespect him. One football game is worth the people might see. Whereas Matrix, millions and millions of people, an iconic character in your career, probably your most iconic. Mr. Anderson. That fool. Yeah, we're talking about child's play compared to the Matrix. 
And he talks about how he wanted to be in it. But literally, he almost tried to blame it on the Wachowski woman, the one directing the movie, because he put her in a spot, literally, where she had to plan out her scheduling to work around his. And it's like, dude, you should be wanting to be in the Matrix. You need to work your schedule around this shit, man. If they're filming in San Francisco and doing all these crazy stunts, did I show you those videos, dude, they were doing SF? They were jumping off skyscrapers and shit, man. Damn, Daniel. Yeah. There was some big-ass buildings in San Francisco, and they were jumping off these things. Crazy. It was, like, right around where I was working. And then they're out filming in Germany. They're out filming in all these places. And, bro, you want to do a fucking play that ended up getting canceled. You must feel like an idiot. <laughs> you must feel like an idiot. Because they're probably going to pay you racks to come back, too. You know what I mean? He's going to get – this was going to be his biggest check for his future. It has to be, dude. No one goes and sees – See, I don't want to disrespect him because I like Hugo. Bro, Weaving. what was the last movie that he played in? Exactly. Look what you were even. Look what you just said. You brought up a great point. What is the last thing that you went and saw? You're like, bro, Hugo, Hugo Weaving. I'm in. The last thing I think of, he was in those Hobbit movies. He was in those. That is a check. That oh, is a check. yeah. What the fuck? But that's not his fault. Those aren't his fault. Why? Well, because those Hobbit movies were kind of ass, bro. I mean, did they need to have three Hobbit movies? No. But he agreed to do them. He agreed to do the Hobbit movies. And by the third one, you know it's fucking asshole. But the Matrix movie, you know it's going to be fucking pretty kick-ass. And he said, fuck that. Two things, two things. First, he's trusting Peter Jackson to say, hey, man, you just want an Oscar. Like, you want an Oscar. You want hell of shit for these movies. He was Red Skull. He was also Red Skull, yeah. So that's the most recent. He didn't want to return for Endgame or Infinity War for those. He refused Why to. Why is he acting like a little bitch on coming back, dude? I know, man. That would have been cool. That was a cool... When Red School came back, I was like, damn, random. But he was kind of a cool villain. And then I Googled it and it wasn't even Hugo Weaving. I was like, all right, dude. Why would you pass up that check? You just got to be in a movie for five minutes, catch some racks, and you're in the biggest movies of all time. He was anti-being against that. And then... He tries to negotiate for the Matrix movies. But here's the thing about the Matrix movies. I know I'm a little bit all the, over the place right now with these three franchises. But yeah. he was saying that he thought there was some questionable stuff in that movie, which to me sounds like, okay, shit, that's a little bit sketch. That he, oh, yeah, mm. that he's not, and it's not going to have Lawrence Fishburne again, which kind of makes sense if you're doing, he looks pretty old, man. I don't know if he could be a fish, he could be a young, he can't, I don't know, he couldn't do, like, what if they're doing some shit with like a young, Morpheus, then it makes sense why you don't even ask him to come back. But if they wanted you to come back and they were going to bring you back somehow, why don't you try to find a way? Don't make no sense. So that is weird. But he also said he would never return as Elrond again. And he blamed the Hobbit movies. And I can't blame him for that one. I get that. Yeah, I get that. I understand that. And boy, you look old and Elrond's supposed to look a little bit younger, I think. Maybe not during the second age. I, I want to say that they stay the same age forever, right? elves it's like after a year 100 and then they're just old looking yeah so i kind of get that one though too that you're not really sure how the second age is going to go it's not peter jackson peter jackson kind of fucked up the hobbit movies because he made them too long and what i was gonna say i don't think that was him i think that was the studio though was it the studio that made him break it up into all these movies I want to say that he started filming and then he's like i can make this into a trilogy where he probably should have just said i could do two movies or one really long, dope movie. If you cut up The Hobbit into two movies, even two movies, pretty good. But three movies, man, 
you just can't make it as epic as the Lord of the Rings. It's hard to go and even match that. No, fuck no. Bro, score so fire. Those scores of those movies. Dude, who, yeah, who did the fucking scores for those? Howard Shore, right? Howard Shore, that's right. <laughs> that's fucking legendary, dude. Straight up, that's what I'm saying. Shout out my man. Hope he's still kicking it alive, making movies. If they can get him back for the Lord of the Rings Amazon series. Hopefully COVID didn't touch your life, Howard Shore. Yeah, shout out. Because I keep thinking now with epics, man. You think of Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings was the blueprint for fantasy fantasy shows like that, 100%. So it always gets that respect. Game of Thrones, I think, built off that in a lot of ways. But the storytelling aspect in the end wasn't as strong. Yeah, definitely not. That's so crazy, man. That's why I like the idea of Lord of, the Ring, Lord of the Rings in a TV series because you could easily flesh that out over years and years. Or not years, but well, I guess years and years. But in that story, that's all in the span of a couple months. It's pretty crazy, too. <laughs> what a life there for a minute for Frodo. <laughs> Hugo Weaving, man. Relax. This was his quote about Lord of the Rings. When he was asked if he would return to Lord of the Rings, he said, no way. Absolutely no. I think everyone <laughs> has had more than enough of it. He's so against it. Damn, he sounds sick of it. <laughs> yeah, he's like, dude, fuck. You probably heard the news that they were doing a TV show and probably called up his agent and said, dog, tell him no. Not yeah, he's probably like, hell no, never. <laughs> okay, so the boys, bro. We can get on the boys. Let's talk about the Los boys. Niños. The boys, season two, first three episodes. We're reviewing all three. Combine them. These three felt good to release all at once because the first episode felt like good buildup. Second episode, two, had a lot of good stuff. Was that the episode where Homelander just pushes his fucking kid off the building? No, that was the last one. Oh, man. Okay, so episode three, man, that was a good episode. So he did that, and the buildup was Stormfront. was very strong. I think that she's one of the most interesting characters that they brought out of it. I agree. I wanted to talk about Stormfront. Talk about her, bro. You want me to tell you her origin? You want me to tell you what they switched about her a little bit? Yeah, say some shit. So her origin in the comics, she is a man, and she's one of the first soups. She might be the OG super soup, and she was made by Hitler, man, so she's a Nazi. But it's not even a woman. It's a man in the comics. But they switched her because they were like, we need a character who will intimidate Homelander and doesn't give a fuck. She doesn't care if he doesn't like her, doesn't care about anything like that. And I think her writing, her writing was so well because they built her up. And I knew the whole time I was like, all right, Stormfront. Also Stormfront, first OG racial hate site ever online, founded by an ex-Ku Klux Klan wizard, bro, like top dog. What are you talking about? You remember Eric Foreman in the Black Klansman? That guy, the guy who ran that. Imagine a dude on that caliber then goes and makes a hate website in the 1990s. That guy named it Stormfront. The name of that website was Stormfront? Yeah, but they care for so for the comic book. That's why she called him a yellow bastard. Okay, okay, hold on. Let me pause. Let me pause one second. I'm talking about just the comic book version, the man. So the boys was written, I think, in the 2000s, but they named it Inspiration because of Stormfront, the website. But this character is from the 1940s or whatever, so it's from World War II. 
But yes, that is why she said some racist ass shit and she just lit up a bunch of black people like hella fucked up scene. Dude, I know, dude, that last one. Because at first, the entire time you're like, all right, she's pretty cool. And then fucking at the end, you're just like, damn, this bitch is treacherous. She doesn't give a fuck about anybody else but herself. She's obviously been plotting to take over this position from Homelander. That's what it seems like. She helped out uh, Starlight because she knew that it would help weaken Vought's position. It all seemed kind of planned out. That's a good point. I almost thought that maybe she just tried to help Star or whatever. Yeah, Starlight. Starlight. You're right. That's a good point, man, that she probably was scheming and was only doing it because she knew it could weaken everything instead of doing the whole girl power stuff. Because remember when she was like, I used to look up to you and all that stuff. She was totally lying. (laughs) Yeah. Bullshit. Yeah, exactly. And and it makes it seem way more believable. Yeah. Well, yeah, it makes it seem way more believable. But after you said from the comics, the backstory on Stormfront, it makes it seem like, yeah, okay. So she was definitely plotting against her because she's an older superhero. Why would she fucking look up to Starlight? She doesn't care about this chick. Let me clarify more on that. So from the comics, she was in one of the first OG superhero groups from the older times than this. The seven are kind of in this universe when they take a commercial and they say, hey, these people are celebrities. We're putting them in the spotlight kind of style. So this has been happening for generations. But what I'm saying is that they've updated her character for this universe. But what you're saying is correct is that she's manipulative. And in this universe, she's a social media star even before she was in the seven. So she is already presenting her outlandish things online. People think she's a good person online. They don't know that she's really hella racist destroying buildings of people and covering it all up, saying it's like terrorists and saying all that kinds of racist shit. Yeah. Too. All that stuff, man. It's a really interesting take on the character. And it's, okay, I'm not going to say this because I can't remember season one of Homelander was so evil, but it almost feels more real because this is stuff that happens. She's a real life villain, man. People do that all the time to black people. Yeah, she literally destroyed that whole fucking project building. Mm-hmm. And was able to get away with it. That was fucked up i didn't even kind of realize that it was a whole building of black people and colored people and then in the end that's kind of the only time that i realized she was racist when she said oh you you yellow bastard when she was killing or she wasn't killing she was kind of fucking up all those people in the building she killed them all yeah she killed them though when she killed those people in the building i was like damn she's she's just like homelander that's what i was thinking Mm -hmm. but i didn't even register she was racist until she called him a yellow bastard at the end honestly right i'm that's the thing that i don't even do you think homelander is racist i don't even think he's racist i think he just hates everyone that's not a soup and she has specific people that she's against that's fucked it's crazy yeah, I don't know. Yeah, Homelander's just a fucking dick. <laughs> <laughs> he's such an asshole. Either way, he's a fucking dick, dude. I don't know. He might be... This is... I don't even think this is a hot take to say, but he's one of the better villains I've seen on TV in a long time, and I love the whole evil Superman take that he does, the actor does with that character. He's so weird, man, and he has... He's just Superman, too, at the same time. He can do whatever he wants, not give a fuck, but he's so weird, bro. Like, that scene where he's drinking the milk and shit, dog. Oh, my God, that was so fucking weird. (laughs) The way he did it, too, like... (laughs) Yeah, like, he just was suckling, dude. Yeah, bro, it was kind of like his way of saying goodbye or something to her. So weird. He was savoring it. Oh, dude, weird guy. And in episode three, when he was mean mugging Stormfront, when she was giving her little interview to everyone, it's like, damn, all right, he's pretty pissed. Mm-hmm. Oh, he wanted to kill that dude. He, he hates wanted- this. 
chick. He wanted that fame. He was pissed. Yeah, he totally wanted that fame. Dude, 100%. He probably thinks that, hey, man, if I'm just, as long as I'm on the cameras, just taking out bad guys in the eye of the public, they're going to overlook everything. And he doesn't have his safe blanket anymore. He killed her. She was the one who kind of got him out of a lot of shit. What's her name? Mad- Madison or Maddie or whatever? Yeah, Stillwell. Stillwell, yes. I kind of wish I had rewatched the season because I feel like I'm missing. I know. I was thinking about that too. I was like, damn, I probably should have done a rewatch. I found a super cut that did two or three minutes of all of it, and I got a lot of the major points, but I feel like I should have done a complete rewatch because I remember thinking that this show was so well done and it was such an interesting take on comic books and superheroes and this feels realistic. This is what I would imagine some superhero asshole, man. If they had powers like this, they, they would not be nice people. At least some of them. The people that we see as villains would also be the heroes, 100%. Yeah, but it seems like all these fucking superheroes are just looking out for themselves kind of thing. Maeve's only interested in her former lover, and then the Deep, all he wants to do is try to get back on the team for himself, and A-Train just wants to, I guess A-Train kind of wants to redeem himself after being a junky-ass fucking motherfucker, you know? He's going to OD. He ain't going to last. I got a feeling. He's done. I know, with his heart all palpitating and shit. <laughs> yeah, bro. He did too much roids. Too much soup roids. <laughs> yeah. And he's fucked up. The Deep is an interesting character, but I just don't even... Every time something bad happens to him, it just kind of cracks me up because he's a horrible person. I can't really feel bad. For I don't him. care. Yeah, I really don't <laughs> care. And like, you're just a complete idiot, The Deep. You're just there for comic relief. Yeah, he's such a dumb fuck. I know. I've seen some total think pieces on him, and I'm like, dude, this guy literally made a woman. <laughs> Why are you thinking so deep on this? Yeah, this fucking idiot just made some woman suck his D. Like, he's a rapist weirdo. Who cares, yeah. dude? Everything yeah, Homeland is a rapist, too. Also him, yeah. I feel like that's what the storyline is with Billy the Butcher's wife. But I don't understand. So they can be inherited? There's a lot of questions that... Are left to be answered too because we don't know the whole situation with uh billy's wife and we don't know the whole situation with so his son is a soup after all yeah i don't think it's billy it's not billy's kid and i think that is definitely homelander's kid but i don't think that that was consensual no shit that's no what no shit okay all right but doesn't billy think i said that? billy's wife yeah what'd you say yeah i don't know there's more going on with her though i don't think she's I'm not going to say completely innocent, but she might have been, at first she didn't know it was going to end up like this, is what I mean. We'll see. Well, she's in some fucking, I don't even know, confined, surrounded by walls and shit kind of deal, you know? Yeah, there's more to her, is what I mean, is because, there's more to her, because how did she know to even get to this position to be safe like this? Maybe she liked Homelander at first, but then realized who he was. But how? Well, we don't know yet. Because Homelander puts on a front, man. He can he could front pretty good, but when you really realize who he is, even to us as the audience, the first episode, for a bit, you didn't know who really who he was. Because they show him rescue a bunch of people at the beginning, and then it unravels and you realize that he's the worst person in the show. So even as a person, you might think that, oh man, Homelander, the superhero, Superman wants to give me attention. That'd be crazy at first, but then he manipulates you in it escalates into the situation where you're just scared for your life. So that's what I'm saying. There's more going on. We don't know yet with her. It was kind of kick-ass when Gus Fring big-dicked him in his office. He did put him in his place a bit, huh? That was kick-ass. Gus going to get fried, bro. I-style, like Superman I-style. 
Done. Probably. He ain't gonna he ain't gonna last. He's supposed to be in Mandalorian for a while. How's he gonna be able to do in all these big series? And he's in that breaking bad show. That man's putting in work. Yeah, that man is fucking Giancarlo. Yeah, he's a good ass actor. I forgot he was in the show, man. Forgot until this season. I didn't even know. I didn't even know until I seen him. He was kind of behind the scenes last season. I think he was only in one or two episodes. They're playing seeds. I don't even remember him, honestly. <laughs> the scene where Homelander threw his kid off. That was ridiculous. So re- you can just tell how it's like evil. he's such a fucking douche. He's such an evil idiot for real. I know, dude. But I was also thinking at the same time, like, damn, okay, well, if I was a superhero, I'd probably be thinking the same thing. Come on, you little bitch. Fucking jump off the roof. Like, fly. This guy's like six years old or something and has never done it before. <laughs> he knew he'd be fine. But honestly, for a second there, I thought I was like, oh, shit, is this actually not his kid? I thought maybe he killed that that kid. Yeah, me too. And then he like powered up. <laughs> yeah, but at the end of season one, he did that eye thing. I watched a recap and forgot that this kid even did some eye stuff to really make it apparent that that was his kid. Oh, he did? Yeah. I don't even remember that. I didn't either. It was a totally different little kid actor too, I'm pretty sure. Oh, really? <laughs> yeah, they recast. So <laughs> that was one of my favorite scenes. I love Black Noir too, man. What a random little character. He was so evil when I was reading his wiki in the comics. Black Noir is just like crying <laughs> next to the wall, dude. <laughs> what do you think overall, though? I thought this was a solid start to the season. They all felt like one episode in the part, the climax with the, with the what do you call it? The whale. Damn, that scene was funny. That was so fucking funny, dude. <laughs> that was, that was awesome. <laughs> they killed her. <laughs> the deep's fucking funny. I enjoy watching the deep. I don't care whatever happens to him, but he's fun to watch because he's just getting manipulated all the time, even by this random ass church Scientology bullshit are basically just using him to get a tax write off. <laughs> I love that too. Yeah, that's it's funny. Everyone's just taking advantage of this guy. And even as soon as he's trying to get back into the seven, you can see the debate in his eyes when Homelander's like, put your fucking gills away. Yeah, he's going to say something. He's going to end up dying too. But I enjoy that character. Even in some parts, he feels like he almost felt like he was sorry to Starlight. He's tried to say something. But still, it's just no one's going to forgive you, man. <laughs> yeah, you're a fucking douche, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe she... Is interesting too because I thought she was super evil in the first season, but it's more she's just really scared of Homelander. Yeah, kind of like Homelander was doing to Starlight in those tunnels where he's like, just kill him. That situation probably happened multiple times to Maeve. Yeah, 100%. Where well, he's like, did, you're going to fucking kill this guy. She yeah. was saying, you're not going to say anything about this plane flight when he realized they couldn't save everyone or when he did it himself. I can't remember. I feel like no, he, he no, he didn't. He didn't want to save anyone because that was part of their PR stunt. Yeah. It gave her a little more humility as a character. The one, you know what was really well done in these first three episodes was the female, the Asian girl. Her character is just named Oh, her. Kamiko? Is that her name? Kamiko? Yeah. Kamiko. That's what, that's what Frenchie calls her. He does. Okay. So Kamiko. Kamiko. Her and her brother, I really like that. She made up that sign language herself, that character, the actress. Really? Yeah. And so her and her brother, those scenes, because it, it gave more depth to even her because you knew something really fucked up happened to this woman in her entire life, probably. And she's just been manipulated and used her entire life. And then her, she had a brother going through it all. And you understand why he's doesn't give a fuck, dude. It's like, fuck all these white people. 
So all that was really well done. And I was felt bad for it because then that was the reveal was Stormfront. It was so well done. Realized I, I mean, I had an idea. I had a feeling that she was not what she seen, but that scene showed how evil she was when she killed her brother. Oh my god, they're gonna have a face down at some point. Yeah, I know. I hope Kamiko fucks Stormfront up. Yeah, even though Kamiko's only strength is like super strength. And well, she can't die. It seems too man. She can get tossed through a wall and be fine. <laughs> Yeah, she can she can take some shit. Yeah, I guess, but you kind of expect that out out of a soup. Do you think the deep could take that? Maybe, probably. I think so. Maybe, yeah. You, that's like a basic to it, huh? Yeah, she got super strength, but she can also. Oh yeah, you're right. Totally super strength, and she can jump and shit too. But yeah, I think she's gonna have to get the jump on her somehow because Stormfront is definitely formidable. She got. I was gonna say. And Stormfront is has some fucking powers to her, you know? Yeah, she can fly, so she can get away from a lot of people and got electricity. Also, that's probably what people thought Stormfront men meant, but yeah, <laughs> some low-key low racist shit. Yeah, her little zappy fucking powers. Mm-hmm. She's like Thor mini. Yeah. So it was a good three episodes, man. I'm excited. I like this format too with the one episode per week. That's such a smart idea, especially with COVID, that you can just own the next two months until Mandalorian comes out. Yeah, when does Mandalorian come out? I think October 30th. That's all she wrote, y'all. Make sure to drop us a review. iTunes, drop us a review. Subscribe to our Patreon. That's going to be on hold, but we're still going to drop pods on it for a bit. I got some lined up, so we're going to release on there. But you don't got to pay. Just sign up. So if you sign up right now, you would get every episode we ever record. So that's like 30 episodes. Yeah. But then it will be paused until we go and start again, which probably will be October. We'll see, though. I ain't going to make promises. We'll see. (laughs) So, But you get access to everything. Shout out, Ross. Shout out. Shout out, Julian. Shout out, Julian. Shout out, Chadwick Boseman. That's it, man. That's all we got. All right, y'all. We out of here. Let's do got You got a little outro or no? Dude, I ain't got bars. I ain't got bars to spit right now. <laughs> Only every once in a while. Yeah, you ain't ready for that.